and welcome to Tones and Drones, an ambient music podcast. I'm Jason Miller. The podcast is produced in the studios of 91.3 KVLU. My guest on this episode is flute player Sherry Finzer. Sherry believes that music can be used as a tool to create healing. And she has released many albums of meditative music and she's versed in several styles of music and also performs on several members of the flute family. Her beautiful improvisational excursions on the flute have produced some wondrous soundscapes, including utilizing a space called the tank, which we'll talk about in the interview. So, up next... My conversation with Sherry Finzer, here on Tones and Drones. Sherry, thanks for being on Tones and Drones. It's great to have you on the program. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I'd, I'd run across your music. I was looking where I went across your music. And I'd run across your music on Bandcamp and, uh, and, and was listening to it. And then I heard a feature you did with Echoes. And, and so I got to learn more about your music and, uh, and was just listening to a lot of albums. And, you know, thanks for sending your, your, your recent releases too. And, uh, you know, I was... I, um, I, I love I love the flute and and one of the things um, is is that you play a lot of the lower flutes and I remember the first time I heard a bass flute I do I remember the performance that I did and and he was playing through an echoplex was back in the nineties and it was a captivating sound and then I learned that there's a contrabass flute and 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 you know you'd learn about this family of of that and so um, just starting in, in kind of that place. Um, what drew you being, being a flutist who plays a lot of different kinds of flutes, what drew you to the lower like transverse flutes? Well, I'll back up a little bit for you because I'm classically trained. Okay. And, um, I'm actually from Rochester, New York. I'm now living in Phoenix, but, um, back East, I was playing in what we call a flute choir or a flute orchestra. And, uh, the teacher I was studying with at the time had an alto flute that she was selling. And she said, Hey, would you like to start playing this alto flute? You could play it in the flute choir. And I was like, sure. And uh, so that was my first lower flute. Right. Um, I had attended the, we have conventions every year. Uh, granted, we didn't have them during COVID, but uh, the National Flute Association puts on a convention every year. And uh, in the exhibit hall, you can just try all these fabulous flutes. So I was at a convention several years ago and came across um, a flute maker named Guo, G-U-O. And they had these, um, I can show it to you. I don't know the listeners yeah. can't see it, but um, they're made out of composite material. Wow. Okay. So this is the bass flute. Uh, so mm. I picked it up mm. and played it at the convention. It was so easy to play. Uh, sometimes when you get a new flute, it takes a while to get a good sound out of it. But this particular flute, um, I was able to play right away and get a good sound. And so I 
I just really um, loved it. And I, and I was at that time, I was starting to go into the new age music world. And I thought it would be great to record on. And then a couple of years later at another convention, <laughs> um, you can see it behind me. This there is it is. Place. Yeah. Number so, four. Yeah. <laughs> looks like number four. It does look like a number four. Yeah. Um, it is taller than me when I play it. Um, so I started playing one of those at convention. And again, um, you can hear contrabass flutes in a flute choir. Okay. Too. So sometimes I do play um, in a local flute choir here in Phoenix on the contrabass uh, classical style music. Uh, but that's been really fun to take into places like the tank where I record, where it's really resonant and there's lots of reverb there. Yeah. Uh, and people seem to feel yeah. that the contrabass is very grounding for them when mm. they but uh, for me, when I play it, sometimes it sounds very rumbly, like a motorcycle, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's a brief synopsis how I started playing the lower flute. Well, it, yeah, that I guess that you can you can feel those low vibrations anytime you hear a low instrument of any of any sort, you know, something to that that low frequency, you know, the, the contrabass, like it, it's mu musically, um, it the the are, are any of them in the bass clef, the, the lower uh, flutes? Everything's written in treble clef. Everything is. Okay. The flutes. Okay. Uh, they're all in the key of C, the ones I have except for alto, which is a fourth lower. Okay. But when they write music, when composers write music, it's still written in treble clef. clef. Okay. And we still finger it the same as we would on a C flute. It's just a different pitch. Different pitch. Okay. Different note. Oh yeah, different range. Now, cl being classically being classically trained, um, flute, and then uh, and then uh, uh, then going into when you moved into new age music and, and improvising a lot. But was that something that you were always doing? Is 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 it being an improvising musician, or was it le less so? You know, early on when you were studying classical repertoire for for um, flute. When I studied classical. I remember back in um, high school, uh, my band director wanted me to play saxophone in the jazz band. And, sure, sure. And you have to improvise. And sure. I, no, please don't put me in the jazz band. And then <laughs> he says, no, you're going to do this. And then he would point to me to improvise and I would just freeze. Like I could not do it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. <laughs> As a classically trained musician, it's very difficult to move away from the page, to move away from reading. Yeah. Music. Um, so my story is when I moved from Rochester to Phoenix in 2005, um, it was like starting over. I couldn't get into any of the uh, the local orchestras because once, like once you're in an orchestra, you're in till you decide to leave or you pass away, pretty much. Yeah. That. Yeah, I'm sure. So I was teaching in a music sure, yeah. studio and um, there was a guitarist in the next room over and I would hear him playing this beautiful new age music. And so I approached him about uh, rearranging some of his music in a new age style uh, for flute and guitar. And uh, he did that and we did some recordings. And then I just wanted to see if I could um, create music on my own. Um, people who had heard that first CD, Desert Journey, which is totally out of print now, 
I had a woman that was telling me how when she put that CV on, it was very relaxing for her. I don't know if she had Parkinson's or some other disease, but she had an issue where her hands would shake. And she told me that when she put that CD on, her hands would stop shaking. She could write, she could put her makeup on, Mm. she could do all this stuff. And I thought, how amazing is that um, to know that music can affect somebody in such a way? Um, So that's when I really wanted to see if I could delve into what we call new age and see if I could create music that would be used as a healing tool in some way by people. And I remember uh, the first time going into the studio, I had a great engineer, John Herrera, who said, uh, I can help you with that. When I approached him, I said, I have no idea what I'm doing. I want to see if I can create new age music. He said, I can help. Uh, And I would go in and um, try to create, and he would send me home. He's like, no, you're, you're, you're thinking too much about it. You're playing too many notes. But as a classically trained musician, that's what I was used to doing. Sure. Um, so I yeah. had to think about that a lot. Um, around the same time, I was also playing with some other musicians here in the Phoenix area, a harpist who wanted to experiment with um, playing Latin jazz instead of just playing for weddings, and a flamenco guitarist who wanted me to join his band. And he said, you, you need to be able to improvise. And I said, well, okay, I don't know how, but I will learn. <laughs> and so just, you know, playing with these other musicians and having them willing to let me experiment and make mistakes, <laughs> um, it was really great. So that, that was all part of my journey too, just um, meeting up and teaming up with some great musicians <laughs> that were so supportive and, and engineers. And, and so I've been recording new age music now since 2009. Okay. Wow. And well, you know, well, I'd listened to, you know, some of your recordings. I, uh, I, you're like your solo recordings, like your pure flute, or I forgot what you call it. Like the ones where it's just you playing without any accompaniment. Yeah. yeah just the solo yeah. flute. Um, yeah. those were recorded at a place called the tank yeah. in Colorado, which is a big, empty, 70 foot tall water tank. That wow. Never used. It was built originally for the Rio Grande railway system. Uh, never used. It was abandoned. Um, the electric company in Rangeley, Colorado found it, bought it, had it moved to Rangeley. They set it on this hill. And then an engineer said, if you fill that with fluid, it's the hills going to collapse. So then mm. that they're abandoned again for many, many years. And uh, Bruce Odland is a sound engineer who discovered it. Well, he was passing through town and uh, they saved the tank. They had a, a mm. fundraiser to, uh, it was a Kickstarter to raise money to save the tank. And uh, it's a performance and recording space now. So I love going there. I'm a fan of Paul Horn's music. Okay. I love sure. inside the Taj Mahal. So for me, the tank is my Taj Mahal. It doesn't look beautiful, <laughs> but it sounds beautiful in there. And um, yeah. yeah, what I do in there, it's all improvisation. Um, so I, it's kind of amazing when I look back at my journey from just being able to read music off the page and not improv at all to now, it's almost all that I do now is all improvisation. Now the sound in the, in the tank at it's uh, spaces like that fascinate me. Um, what what's the 
do you know how long that that reverb is how much comes back around again when you're in there yeah 45 seconds 45 seconds yeah it, it, there's a, a musician uh that he's been on the program and 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 and, and uh and we we stay in touch Stuart Dempster who who's known for his spaces and he he played in a giant cistern the the cisterns up in the northwest and a long delay like that when I first ran across that 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 album you know and and he would play his trombone and didgeridoo in these spaces and when I learned about the tank it reminded me of of his work in spaces like that something that's just the the delay is so much like so big that it yeah. just stays around you know of course wrong notes can stay around too and come back around but if you're improvising is there a wrong note you know um you bring people in there because it, it's a performance space right now that musicians can 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 yes. play concerts in right yeah. yes okay it's been turned that and so you you you've recorded in there but have you also had audiences in there too when you play i personally have not other musicians have um mm-hmm. i am planning on doing that this september i'm going back up there to do some more recording. that's your immersion right your flute immersion is that what you're uh, yeah yes is that part with the tank yeah well yeah i was planning the flute immersion it's kind of um melded into something else right now but yes i'm okay. recording songs for people and they will be able to come into the tank with me it's uh that, that that's what an experience that is to hear like a you know a, a, a unique performance in a space like that mm-hmm. it's incredible yeah. yeah and um i will probably record i'm gonna do a concert there for for the people in the town of rangeley a free concert mm-hmm. we'll probably yeah. record that too That'll be interesting to have people in there with me because that, you know, it probably changes what I do. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm very empathic and I, you know, pick up on people's feelings uh, pretty easily. So that, it'll be interesting. Now for your album, your Connections album, you recorded that in the tank during the pandemic? or yeah. in a- um, I went, uh, what year is this? Twenty. Yeah, I know. I know. I know a couple of years. There. We, 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 yeah, a couple of years had some time distortion and dilation to it. So, yeah, so it was a year <laughs> ago, May. Um, and I actually recorded songs for 16 different people. And that came about from the live streams I was doing on Insight Timer. I don't know if you're familiar with Insight. It's on my, it's on my phone. We yeah, use Insight Timer. Yeah. Um, they had approached me when they were first starting that app many years ago and asked if they could use some of my music on there. Um, so I said, sure. And um, then when the pandemic started, they, they went live, they started the live stream. There are teachers on there doing guided meditations, different talks, um, yoga teachers, and there are many musicians on there as well doing live streams. So that, that, um, that was how connections came about because I started um, hearing from these people that were listening and watching my live streams and they would reach out to me and let me know um, how much my music was affecting them.
And, you know, I would hear from people from time to time prior to that. Um, but all of a sudden they were like really reaching out to find me on social media and different places and, and telling me these stories. Like um, there's one gentleman, Bobby, he was a Vietnam vet and he spent 10 years in his house, not leaving because he suffered from tinnitus and depression. And he went to the VA hospital. He got these hearing aids that have a masking program. So he started running my music through this masking program in his hearing aids. And so he runs it like 24 seven. And he would write me and say, you know, you saved my life. And I'm like, no, I didn't save your life, you know. Um, but he just says that the music has affected him so much. And um, he, he just writes me these beautiful emails. And I've talked to him too about, like, it almost makes me feel like I have, like I have to keep going and doing this because people are, are um, relying on me in some way. Um, and he, he lets me know that, you know, you've already done enough for me. If you stopped playing today, you, you've already affected so many people in so many ways that um, it's all good. So sometimes I feel like it's a, a not a burden, but um, just a responsibility. Really? Yeah, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. No, it does make sense. I mean, it does make sense. I mean, to have, I mean, there's a lot of people that are that are on that app. I mean, it just said, it just said, uh, it just said right now. There's like a, you know, they six hundred and thirty nine thousand three hundred fourteen meditations a day from twenty one million members. It's a lot of people to reach out to through that through an app like that, yeah. and and to be able to get the responses like that that's just that's really that's really uh that really incredible now and 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 you know well what's what's your take like having having um getting these stories hearing these stories these personal stories about what music does how has that changed your perspective on on the the power of music you know because like like you said it's like you didn't do this you know the music does it you know and and and, and if someone is playing music and they said they're making healing music, you know, they have an intention behind it, but still, how has your impression changed? And uh, for you personally, and also for your music, getting these responses, hearing these stories and seeing and hearing and being written to about the healing properties of music. Um, many years ago, <laughs> when people started reaching out to me, you know how you, um, I, I don't know about you, but I've had many times in my life where I've wondered if I'm going in the right direction. Sure. Um, like, do I stay on this path or do I veer off and go, go this other way? Um, so when people started reaching out to me, it just let me know that I was on the right path. I was headed in the right direction. And I just feel like this is my purpose in life, um, is to help people through the gift that I was given, um, my gift of music. Um, and I don't want to say that the music is healing music, although I know that it does help people yeah. in that manner that it can be used as a tool to facilitate healing. Yeah. Um, so I try to be careful there. Um, I, I had somebody one time in a blog, somebody had posted about the connections album and, Oh, this gentleman just almost called me like a, a snake oil salesman. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. 
I didn't say. Yeah. I, yeah. You're not making bold claims. Yeah. These people are saying. Yeah. Those. People are saying that. Yeah. So I just put it out there and I let people use it how they want to use it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people use it to help them fall asleep. And I remember <laughs> the first time somebody told me that I was still sort of a classical player. At the time. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. You know, my music's putting you to sleep. No, I want you to listen to my music. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's been um, an incredible journey of, in my mind of what I, I think people want to hear is it's um i've just been very very humbled by it all yeah. and what i think people want to hear is not necessarily what they want to hear um yeah so i don't know i just put it out there and i let it go where it goes yeah and people like it great if they don't like it there's so much music out there in the world that they can True. um listen to but it's it's it seems it seems like getting the responses is like the key because putting the music out there and getting a response about how somebody has been helped specifically by it well then it's like it just seems like a an ongoing learning experience for you as a musician perhaps to be able to to just see oh somebody is telling me it helped me with this it's helped me with that and the music's doing the work kind of you know it's doing the what it does you know yeah, too that it's um they feel my emotion when i play and that's that's part of it um when i go and do these improvisations i mean that it is very emotional for me sometimes it's draining for me too i've done live streams on insight timer and uh, if you've watched any of the lives you know there's a mm -hmm. chat going on on yeah people will drop yeah. in there um there was one day i was doing a live stream and uh, COVID numbers are really high and people were saying, please pray for my uncle, pr please pray for my husband. And, and it was just, it was overwhelming. And I just started yeah. crying during the live stream because there are so many people out there um, hurting and suffering and need help. And yeah. I just do what I do. I, I, I just, yeah. that my music helps somebody if it can reach one person today and help them yeah uh, then i think i've i feel like i've done my job but yeah served my purpose but i will just keep serving my purpose until i can't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> there's something about instrumental music that i've always found that you know it fills in the gaps you know they, there's like all the things to say when words fail there's music well how about if there's music without words how powerful that can be because you even take out you take out the words from the music where people can get at the core emotion to it mm -hmm. without having to be um inherent to a lyric you know I, I don't know to me it just seems like the ultimate universal form of music is music that's instrumental and it's like you know it's my opinion but it's just something about that you know yeah, it lets people create their own stories and their own visualizations so i might create a song uh, and I might be thinking about strolling through the forest and, uh, you know, listening to the birds. And then somebody else might interpret it totally differently. Yeah. Um, like it brings up something from their past or their childhood. And uh, so that's always interesting to hear. Yeah. Uh, 
when people let me know, oh, that took me here or that took me over here. I'm like, really? Like that, that was not what I was thinking when I recorded it, but yeah. And there's a new narrative that's being written, yeah. a per- personal narrative that's being written in that. Yeah. It's, um, it, it really is, it really is, uh, you know, to, to be able to get that information back, you know, that feedback is such a thing. I, I, um, I, on the, um, the counter, we're getting like the pro version of zoom soon. So there's like a count on it. And if you don't mind like pushing the button again, oh. whenever we count down and then it'll render this. And then we started back up on that. Cause it just gives me a countdown. I, I, I got some places to put some music in and, uh, um, and uh and if and then we can just continue from there it's uh i like your your bowl collection back there your crystal bowls back there yeah i've been using those during the live streams on insight timer so it's cool. um, it's challenging for me because a flutist needs two hands yeah and you're trying to roll a yeah a bowl out i will use i have a tablet here uh with some backing tracks that i use sometimes um, so I'll get a, a drone track started and then I'll get uh, some bowls going and then I'll just let those ring and I'll play the flute for a little bit. And then when the bowls die off, I get those going again. Um, I would love to have a second person here just doing the bowls with me. Some bowls. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing in its own. Yeah. Those crystal ones are so, they start, they're so beautiful. Got one, like, I guess last year, like an F off amazon and it's just so much different than the metal balls like it's just another another little uh another little dimensional stroll there yeah <laughs> yeah that's cool i love when it fills the room and i can just hear it it's like vibrating in my ears and my body and uh, i'm not sure how it comes through on the live streams but nobody's complained about it yeah 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 you don't know right now with it, it have you have you ever heard like the gongs going, like the gong meditations when they're rolling those things? Whew. That's I've quite. I've thought about getting one of those in here too, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. Maybe I probably could fit it. Yeah, that's a shimmery sound, mm-hmm. for sure. The, um, you know, I I wanted to ask you too. I I when I were talking about it, like for those that didn't know, I I wanted to talk a little bit about about the apps, like Insight. Um, the inside and, and you're also on calm too right did you do anything for calm you have not done anything you haven't done for that one okay I was just I was curious but um but like for those that don't know like the what's the the um the function of of insight timer and um do they even use some of your your pre-recorded flute music on there mm-hmm. yes um so it is a meditation app full of guided meditations. It's free for people to use. You can sign up for a subscription if you want to do some of the other workshops and courses that they offer. But there are teachers from all over the world on that app. Uh, There are so many varieties of guided meditations. Um, I use them myself. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Especially on days when I'm just having a bad day. (laughs) I need to go sit and reset myself. Um, it's really, really great for that. Um, my, under my profile, if somebody goes to my profile on Insight Timer, they should see a list of tracks that I have uploaded there. So they can listen to music free on that app at any time. 
And I put a variety of tracks on there. I've recorded um, flute and guitar and flute and piano and my solo flute and there's flute with synths and um, short tracks and long tracks and Insight Timer sometimes features my music um, for special occasions. They were doing like a sleep month about a year or so ago. So one of my tracks, I did an extended version of it so that it was over an hour long and it was intended to help people fall asleep while listening to the app. Yeah, that's cool. Like, and like in the realm of new age and ambient music, it's okay for somebody to sleep to your music or have it in the background. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a thing. It's a different thing to be able to pay as much attention to the music and that's fine. Or, you know, just right there in it, listening to every nuance, you know, you got that whole range. Yeah. And I found too, um, when I go on tour, sometimes I will listen to ambient music to help me sleep because it's hard to sleep when you're in a different place and on the road. And um, I'll just put the headphones on with ambient music. And um, when I wake up, I go right back to sleep because it's just so soothing. Yeah. Something about the drones too, you know, and, and you do, you said you do use drones sometimes underneath the music. Yeah. It's just like a drone of a, a bowl or, you know, it's just one pitch. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, play a drone in the key of F as a backing track. And then I take the F bowl, the F crystal bowl and get that going. And then I've got a Native American flute in the key of F that goes really nicely um, with all of that. And I've got chimes that I use as well. Yeah, I see the native flutes there. What um, what got you into the um uh into the the Native American flutes and and some of the flutes from different from different cultures and such? Um, do you remember MySpace? Yes, I do. <laughs> I uh, do. I think it sits out there now, like kind of a like a junkyard. I think it's out there, just kind of sitting there, like a <laughs> in the internet uh, <laughs> badlands or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> No shit. I don't know. Um, so it was around the time we moved to Phoenix in 2005. I was contacted on MySpace by uh, another flutist who played Native American flutes. And he would always say he loved the tone of my flutes and what I was doing. And he would go on tour and come out to Phoenix like once a year. And he invited me to sit in on one of his concerts and I did some improv with him. And then that led to doing some recording with him. And uh, that's Mark Holland that I'm. Okay. Okay, cool. Albums flute flight and somewhere new. And um, I just love the sound of his flutes. And there's a flute maker here in Phoenix named Pat Heron and um, this is the first Native American flute I bought in the key of A, uh, made by Pat. Nice, and, very pretty. Yeah, and then Mark and I would go on tour, and I'd meet other flute makers. And there's a another association called the World Flute Society. Um, wow. Yep. So a lot of the Native American and world flute makers will be at that. And so yeah, I just started buying more and collecting them and. Again, on Insight Timer, they really resonate with people. They love mm. And so I've used those in several of my recordings as well. And they sound great at the tank too. Yeah, inside that. There's something about, uh, 
there's something up the, about the, those flutes. It's just like breathing, you know, to me, it's always felt just like breathing. Yeah. Know? Very natural. And people will often say, Oh, I wish I could play the flute. So I will tell them that the native American flute is probably one of the easier instruments to pick up. Um, it doesn't take much to get a good sound out of it. And, yeah. and so some people have bought them, uh, people who watch me live stream and they say it's very relaxing for them to just sit and play that, especially yeah. out in nature. Yeah. So yeah. For me, music has always been a form of, of therapy for me. And that's why I love doing the live streams too, because I can be having a stressful day and then it's time to come and do my live stream for an hour. And I have to get into that space. So that slow breathing, what I do on the flutes, you know, I take really deep breaths and play notes for a really long time. And that, you know, lowers your heart rate and lowers your stress level and so i i can't be really stressed by the end of my live stream i'm so relaxed and um so it's 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 therapy for me too i always call the live stream my therapy session well therapy, therapy, therapy session well that that's that's good to hear that's good that way you know you don't want to get in more of an anxious performance mode it's a relaxing performance mode for you and and of those listening that's that's really that's really that's really cool i uh with the um uh with uh you know improvising a lot of music do you do you still um do you construct tunes still though you've got a lot of albums so i was wondering do you still come up with you know melodies that you utilize i have never like um i suppose i'm a composer but i've never like sat and and written sketched out the music um usually i do the improvisations and then i'll have somebody transcribe that music if i want to play it exactly the same, same again improvisation yeah. is never going to be the same sure but even that is challenging for people to try to transcribe what i do because it's so free form yeah. you know yeah it's it's like a long phrase and then there's a long pause in between where people can reflect on what I just said with my flute. Um, That'd be counting a lot of rests. <laughs> a lot of rests <laughs> it is long bar of like, yeah. And however many measures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People ask me that question sometimes like, you know, have you ever just wanted to sit and compose and I've never, I've never like had the software to try to, you know, create something on the computer either. Um, it's something I've thought about doing. Mm. Um, just technology is always such a challenge for me. I'm not sure how long it would take me to learn, <laughs> learn right. how to do that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I have ideas and I, I guess I rely on others to help me make those happen and bring them to fruition yeah whenever i mean because you have a lot very prolific a lot of a lot of albums and I, i've been enjoying listening to them and the different combinations that you put with the flute and uh and what well, well, when you'd mentioned uh, i was i'm always interested when you mentioned like transitioning into like like new age and that's a term that has evolved um what does it mean what does it mean to you now and and transitioning into that music 
Has it been led to other different areas of interest besides music? I know a lot of people think the term new age, they conjure up crystals and, um, yeah. Woo woo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> woo woo. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the term is more about music that can be used for healing. Um, and there's, there's so many sub genres of new age music too. Very much now. Yeah. So many now got ambient and chanting and acoustic guitar and solo piano. And uh, so much falls into that, that category. Um, yeah, for me, it's just, I want to say healing music. I'm not supposed to. <laughs> but, yeah. But I mean, like, is there been like kind of a spiritual component that you found as you've played more in those say, different realms of music and those realms of music? I would say, yes, I think it has opened up my intuition a lot. Um, I referred to being empathic. I feel like I have empath um, qualities <laughs> in my personality. I do pick up on people's uh, vibrations, uh, whether they're good or bad. Um, and again, I, I don't think I am a woo-woo person, but I do think it has made me more sensitive um, and more spiritual, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I feel like we're all connected together. You know, we should all be working together. We should all be supporting each other. Yeah. It's not a race. It's not a competition. <laughs> Uh, how do we help each other and one another here on this planet? Um, I, I try to do something every day to be a better person. You know, we all have our challenges. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do think, as I said before, I think music is my purpose and trying to make the world better through my music. Um, and help other people. Uh, that that is definitely my mission. And uh, I, you know, when I create or I play, I, I envision, you know, the music being carried out up to the universe and and spreading out around the world, and it falling into the ears of somebody who needs it that day. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's a that's a good way to put it. And I mean, and it seems like you're very open to collaboration, too, and, and working together within the music, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. People ask me, why don't you do your own music? Why don't you do more of your own music? And I think the work that I've done with the collaborators has helped me to get to where I am today. Yeah. Uh, like if I hadn't played with that flamenco guitarist, I might never have been able to improv. Uh, when I did the albums with Mark Holland, uh, it was more of a, a band situation where we had uh, piano and guitar and percussion, and it's just a different vibe. So working with different artists, there's a different vibe for each one. And they everybody's got their own personality and their own ideas, and that helps expand what I do. Yeah. Uh, I've done collaborations with Tom Moore, 
who's more electronic, ambient. Um, City of Dawn is also very City ambient. Um, Will Clipman, I don't know if you know Will Clipman, percussionist. He plays with our Carlos Nakai. Um, he's played with yeah. him for many years. Yeah, I, I have some of their music together. I, I'm a fan of, of our Carlos Nakai's work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Darren Mahoney, who's got a country music blues background. Uh, the album we did together, Transformation. Um, it's just beautiful. Uh, so I always, I always thank my collaborators for wanting to work with me because uh, there's been so many people that have helped me get to this point. You know, I just look back and um, conversations that I've had with people who have been so encouraging and these other musicians who wanted to work with me. Uh, it, it's just, it's been, you're making me think of all of this stuff now by <laughs> asking me this question. I'm like, no, it's really amazing. Uh, my my path has been very, just very amazing. Who um, else have I worked with that's been, um, let me think. You probably have a list of all of my albums there. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a lot of them. You know, one of the ones I wanted to to talk about, I... Um, because I, I listen to your moon meditations. One of the ones I want to talk about is your centered album. Because you know, there you a recent a recent collaboration and improvisation, and one that brings in the elements of the bowls and and also the tank. Mm -hmm. A lot of convergence there, centered convergence there of several different things that that you've mentioned. You know already. Yeah. Um, well, that last trip to the tank, I took my assistant Ella with me, and uh, she was studying sound healing at the time and I only had one bowl on that trip and I brought some chimes some wind chimes with me uh, so I thought I would have Ella uh, play the bowl and the chimes and we'd see what we could create there in the tank and a lot of people have really resonated with those tracks
we only released three tracks on that centered EP. Uh, so I would like to do more of that when I go back this time too, more with the bowls, because now I have a whole set. Okay. So I can do uh, improvisations in many different keys now. Okay. Yeah. The sound bath, as they say sometimes mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful album. And, uh, and uh, it's a recent one too. And so um, and really enjoyed listening to that one really so much. I, I, um, I, I really, um, I, I really uh, also, well, I also want to talk about your, the, the heart dance records too, because that's a place that you've got, you know, a lot of music, a lot of collaboration, a lot of different styles, you know, all culminates there, you know? Yeah. Um, well, when I started this journey into new, new age music, um, <laughs> like I just said, I, I think we should all be working together to make this world a better place. So um, I decided I was going to create a record label, bring other artists on my label to get more of this music out to the world. Um, because I believe it can help. And um, so I just started taking on other artists in 2015. And gosh, it's been seven years later, and we've got over 70 artists on the label. It's kind of crazy. Um, but yes, there's a variety of music on there. And I, I, um, I think any music can be healing music. So it's not just what's labeled new age music. It be, could be pop music or uh, country music. It's, it's just whatever happens to resonate with a particular individual. Yeah. So I, I don't want to say that our music is the only music that can be um, used to facilitate healing, but um, that is the intention is to create music that can be used to, to, help people yeah. in different manners yeah and that that help you know look we said that help is a is a broad thing it can just bring someone transport somebody as a bit of a, a healthy escapism from a a rough time or a rough day or a rough situation or after a rough situation you know it's a broad based thing when you look at yes. what music can do for people you know whether it is it is a, a physical or mental or just an escapism, you know, or yeah. just, or just some joy, you know, just happy, some mood boost, you know? Yeah. I hear from a lot of people that say they had a bad day at work and they needed to put my music on or cool. music on the label on to help them relieve some stress. So yeah. stress relief is a big one. Oh, really? You hear a lot about that? A lot of mess, a lot of, a lot of response from that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people will tune into the live streams too. I do them at 11 a.m. on mm. Tuesdays and people will tune in during work <laughs> and they'll be putting in the chat like, oh, I'm having such a rough day here and I just needed to listen to you for a few minutes. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Real-time feedback. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. so I'm just happy I, I can make a difference somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and, uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely, uh, enjoy listening to your music and was, was so glad that, um, you wanted to talk to me on tones and drones and, uh, and, and you're welcome back. Of course, this program is please return. You know, I, I, uh, uh, I, I really, uh, was, uh, was glad that, uh, we could find some time to, to talk here on the show. 
Yeah. yeah thank you so much for having me. I, I would love to come back and. Yeah. Yeah. I like your angel wings on the wall too. This makes people think because we don't have video, but they're like, they're imagining right now. They're like, what's on her wall? Well, it's like a beautiful pair of like illuminated angel yeah. wings. Yeah. I used to actually play down at the art walks in Scottsdale. And I would just set up my bows and have my backing tracks and play my flute along. So um, sometimes I would wear my wings. Down cool. There. Nice. Nice. That's cool. I've kind of <laughs> them. They're on the wall. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. That's a great idea. That's a great some crazy things <laughs> happens, but yeah, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Hey, that gets people's attention. They're like, wait, there's an angel playing a flute. Well, you know, there's lots of tourists going through Scottsdale. And um, so they would stop and take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Are we in heaven? Yeah, <laughs> you're in Scottsdale. <laughs> Still. That's cool. Uh that's cool. I uh, thanks for doing this, and uh, and and thanks for the music. You know, it's sure. like thank you for the music. Of course. And thanks again to Sherry Finzer for being a guest on Tones and Drones. You can find out more about her music by visiting her website, sherryfinzer.com. You can also visit her Bandcamp page, which is sherryfinzer.bandcamp.com. Music selections for this episode were from her albums Connections and Centered. You can find Tones and Drones on all the major podcast platforms and also on the NPR One app. You can listen to the Tones and Drones radio on KVLU Sundays at 10 p.m. Central Time. You can stream the station at kvlu.org. Thank you for listening. I'm Jason Miller, and may music bring you peace and joy.